Hey guys, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, leave a comment down below, let me know what you think. Now let's get into today's video. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crossing the Line and we've got a massive story here and I hope it's true. I hope it works out, but I will not be holding my breath and um, I'm not suicidal at all. Uh, anyone reporting on this is not suicidal and uh, we shall see where it goes. But it looks like the Jeffrey Epstein documents with the names of the associates, as it says here in the Fox News story, will be made public we shall see we shall see if that actually happens uh cross my fingers it's gonna be interesting and i can't wait to see some names there that we already kind of know are on that list and i wonder if it's going to be detailing anything about what they did and why their names on that list exactly but uh, we'll take a look at this story from Fox News. Jeffrey Epstein documents and the names associates to be made public in this report. The documents are expected to contain the names of Prince Andrew and other associates. The last batch of documents and the names of those associated with the deceased financier, Jeffrey Epstein, will be unsealed in the near future, according to media reports. The Daily Mail reported that the material is expected to be made public in the coming months, nearly four years after Epstein took his own life while incarcerated in a New York federal correctional facility. Has it really been four years already? Jesus. The documents are expected to contain the names of associates, victims, and employees connected to Epstein. They refer to alleged perpetrators or those accused of serious wrongdoing, as well as law enforcement officers and prosecutors. Epstein was associated with friends of many public figures, including Bill Gates and former President Donald Trump and Bill Clinton. It was not clear if those names will be mentioned in the material. Prince Andrews, who was accused of having sex with Epstein, victim Virginia Roberts, now Virginia Gouffray, underage, and the attorney Alan Dershowitz are understood to be among the individuals mentioned in the papers, according to the Daily Mail report. The document has been sealed since Epstein killed himself in 2019 and we used in a defamation case brought by Roberts in 2015 against Ghislaine Maxwell, who was convicted of sex trafficking and recruiting minors for Epstein. The lawsuit was settled and the materials have been gradually released since. Some of the people stay, uh, slated to be identified include John Doe 5, a victim who gave evidence at Maxwell's trial using only her first name. The report said another is an assistant direct attorney. Another is described as a public figure by Maxwell's lawyers who objected to the name becoming public. John Doe 23 is the was uh, is deceased but is accused of serious wrongdoing the documents state according to the daily mail they are not identified by name now what do you guys think do you reckon this is going to come true i i will not be holding my breath but with all of the uh ufos flying around uh and crap like that that's just distracting people from this possible thing they could step up their game and they could actually really set things off. But um, if this is if this gets released and there's names on there and it's like an actual list of names and it's not just hidden and it's not, you know, blacked out and erased and there's a list of names, Prince Andrew, Bill Gates, blah, 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 blah. And their accused actions and crimes and whatever their wrongdoings, as it says, 
that'll be huge. That'd be absolutely massive. But I just don't see that happening. It's like it's too good to be true. I mean, it's like the JFK files. It's going to end up like that. It's every time we get told that they're going to come out and they're going to release the data on it, it just never happens. Uh, and I'd be shocked. I'd be, I'll honestly be shocked if they come out and they have any form of list of names that's not completely redacted and you just can't see anything on it. So with the Epstein and Maxwell list getting released, uh, I can say that the mainstream media is probably going to ignore it. We'll just uh, throw that out there as a um, my crystal ball tells me that they're going to ignore it unless it says Donald Trump's name. Do you want to bet if it says Donald Trump in any of that report or anyone like that anyone that they don't like because um i'm sure trump ran into when well, we know trump ran into him in his dealings we know that um people like elon musk might have even run into him but anyone that's like on the wrong side of the um spectrum here uh on the right side of history i'd put it that um they're they're the names that won't be redacted it'll just be like all the clintons will be just redacted out everyone like that'll be redacted out but anyone that they don't like will be there for full view and well that's that's my prediction for it anyway that's what i reckon because i just don't see it ha it's too good to be true is what it sounds like it's getting that list out there or even if the list comes out and it's got all the names there and nothing will just happen with it. just nothing will happen no one will like no one will be arrested no one will be charged no one will be going to trial nothing prince andrew's never going to get touched he's literally a prince and bill gates is one of the richest men in the world he said it himself was like oh well he's dead now so who cares it's like that is basically what uh, what's going to happen a whole lot of nothing and we'll see where it goes but uh we'll follow the story here and hopefully if the uh list comes out we can uh follow it here on crossing the line got an interesting bunch of news going on at the moment what the hell is going on in the u.s is it china sending balloons is it ufos is it canada sending over uh as canadian attack geese we don't know but we'll take a look at this story here from the guardian new i unidentified object shot down over canada says trudeau canadian prime minister says he has spoken to u.s president joe biden about the object the unidentified object has been shot down over north american airspace canadian president justin trudeau has disclosed the incident comes a week after the balloon of a chinese origin which flew over u.s airspace was shot down trudeau said the object violated Canadian airspace and was shot down over the Yukon northwest of Canada. I wonder if it flew too close to Ukraine or whether it said like it misgendered someone, whether it said a racial slur or something like that. That's why Canada, uh, Canada has actually said anything about it. I wonder why they haven't said anything about the last one. Uh, maybe Trudeau was too busy uh, getting ready for a blackface party or something. Who knows? Too busy cracking down on uh, truckers trying to protect their freedoms and rights in Canada to be worried about looking up into the sky. Canadian and US aircraft were scrambled to track down the object, which Trudeau says was shot, bound, uh, shot down by US F-22s. Trudeau said he gave the order and he spoke to the US President Joe Biden. You can imagine that conversation would have been uh, thrilling. It would have just been some dirty old man uh, waffling on about nothing. And then some pretentious 
wanker carrying on about i don't know what would he be going on about how trans people are being attacked and this balloon might be attacking trans people maybe that's why he shot it uh he got joe biden to shoot it down who knows uh, Trudeau added he gave the order to speak to the US President Joe Biden. Canadian forces will now recover and analyze the wreckage of the object, he wrote on Twitter. The North American Aerospace Defense Command NORAD earlier said it has been monitoring high altitude airborne objects over northern Canada. Late Saturday, a Chinese balloon that flew over North America for more than a week was found to be carrying equipment capable of intercepting and geolocating communications, the US claimed. A senior State Department official said the, U- the equipment was identified by a U-2 spy plane sent up, by the- sent up to scrutinize the object. China has, seen, has used such balloons to collect intelligence over 40 countries on five continents, the U.S. claims. And we wonder whether they're sending them over here to Australia. I mean, would we even know if they were? Not that they really need to because they own half of our country because their government keeps selling it off to them. And every single person's using TikTok. So if they need to gather information, I don't think a balloon would be the way to go about it. They'd be gathering enough information as is anyway. Now, the last Chinese spy balloon that they uh, found and shot down after it was uh, floating around for about a week, uh, the Chinese spy balloon appears designed to listen to Americans' communications. The Chinese spy balloon that the U.S. fighter jet shot down on Saturday was likely capable of listening on American communications and pinpointing the location of those conversing on the ground, according to the U.S. State Department. As the massive white balloon traversed the U.S. continental, uh, the continental U.S., sorry, last week, drifting over several sensitive military sites along the way, it carried equipment that was designed to intercept sensitive communications, said the State Department official, who provided a statement on the condition and an image to discuss the information. It had multiple antennas to include an array of likely capable of collecting and geolocating communications, the official said. It was equipped with solar panels large enough the power to operate multiple active intelligence collection sensors. China conducted high-altitude surveillance missions in more than 40 countries across five continents, the Biden administration alleged on Thursday, in a new disclosure that said shed light on the size and scope of this suspected espionage effort that was carried out over several years. We know these balloons are all well part of the People's Republic of China. Fleet of balloons developed to conduct surveillance operations, the State Department official said. Although the Chinese government maintains the aircraft was merely a wayward weather balloon, the US official said the balloon's equipment was clearly for intelligence surveillance, which was aimed at conducting signal intelligence collecting operations. Now, now the balloon that was shot down a parent balloon that was shot down over alaska the other day that just come in from canada was not anything like this previous one it was a lot smaller it was about the size of a car it was cylindrical and silver in shape and size it apparently had no means of known propulsion to it it was just like a cylinder a silver cylinder floating up in the air uh, no one said anything about any balloon hold, uh, holding it up there. So what the hell was it? Whether it was a UFO, some piece of Chinese technology, something Canada is using. Uh, who the hell knows what's going on at the moment? And they're not going to be telling us the truth on this matter any which way it goes. It's probably just used to be a bit of a scare tactic or something like that. It's, who the hell knows what's going on? I mean, if they're going to find it flying around 
in the middle of Alaska in the Arctic Circle, way away from anywhere. I mean, the closest town I think uh, that it was uh, near was some place called Cum Town or something like that. So, um, what the hell is it? Is it a spy balloon from China? We don't know. Is it uh, maybe Justin Trudeau's sending truckers or anti-vax people up there and just getting rid of them? Maybe he's just floating them away in balloons. Who knows? That sounds like something he'd do. But uh, what do you guys think? We'll keep monitoring this, whether it could be a invasion. Maybe it's uh, China's invasion. Maybe it's aliens. Who knows? That could be fun anyway. I mean, I didn't have that down on my 2023 um bingo list but we'll see i suppose uh what do you guys think let me know down in the comments we're going to take a look at this story here and i'm going to say i called it uh not the only one but u.s dismisses utterly false report on Nord Stream pipeline bombings now if uh you had any idea of whatever happened with the uh, Nord Stream 2 you would obviously come to the conclusion that russia would not blow up its own pipeline what would be the point when they could literally turn off a nozzle turn off a valve on one end of it in the middle of russia and it would defeat the purpose of anyone blowing it up it's one simple valve would shut down the whole thing now there was widespread speculation that uh england uh and america some joint task force blew up Nord Stream 2 and it looks like it's the case uh, a bombshell report claiming the United States was responsible for the bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline last year has been blasted as utterly false by the White House. Now, uh, the White House even coming out and saying anything about it, red flag for me, I don't know about you. Uh, but we'll get into this story here from Technology Innovation, uh, news.com.au. Uh, but uh, we'll get into the story here. Uh, but we'll get into the story here from news.com.au. U.S. dismisses utterly false report on Nord Stream pipeline bombings. A bombshell report claiming the U.S. was responsible for the bombing of the Nord Stream pipelines last year has been blasted as utterly false. A bombshell report claiming the U.S. was responsible for the bombing of Russia's Nord Stream pipelines of the Baltic Sea last year has been blasted as utterly false by the U.S by the White House. The veteran investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch, a former Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter from the New York Times and The New Yorker, has made explosive claim on Wednesday in his first piece of the Substack blogging platform. The article was based on an account from an unnamed national security source with direct knowledge of the operational planning alleged the US sabotaged the Russia to Germany gas pipeline via a series of underwater blasts in September 26, after planning the remotely detonated explosive three months earlier under the cover of Black uh, Baltops 22 NATO exercise. This utterly false and complete fiction, the White House National Security Council spokeswoman said, Adrienne uh, Watson said in a statement to the to Routers. The CIA and the State Department also categorically denied the report, according to Hirsch. Hirsch, sorry, President Joe Biden gave the order after months of back and forth discussion between the White House, CIA, and the Pentagon after the planning of the attack began in December 2021. Under National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, over the next several meetings, the participants debated options for their attack. Hirsch wrote, "The Navy proposed using a newly commissioned submarine to assault the pipeline directly. The Air Force discussed dropping bombs and delayed fuses that could be set off remotely. The CIA argued that whatever was done." 
it would have to be covert. Everyone involved understood the stakes. This is not the kiddie stuff, the source said. If the attack was, un uh, was traceable to the United States, it is an act of war. The article claims the working group eventually settled on a plan using specialist U.S. deep sea divers supported by Norwegian counterparts to plant shaped C4 charges on the four pipelines 80 metres un underwater. The Norwegians also had a solution to the crucial question on which the operation should take place, Hirsch wrote. Every June for the last 21 years, the American Sixth Fleet, whose flagship is based in Gator, Italy, South of Rome has sponsored a major NATO exercise in the Baltic Sea involving scores of Allied ships throughout the region. The current exercise held in June would be known as Baltic Operations 22 or the Baltops 22 Norwegians proposed that this would be the ideal cover to plant the mines. The explosives were initially intended to go off after a 48-hour timer, Hirsch wrote, but the last minute the White House had second thoughts, worrying it would be too obvious that the Americans would be involved. A solution was hastily worked out. The planted explosives would instead be remotely detonated via sonar signal on Mr. Biden's orders, the article claimed. On September 26, 2022, a Norwegian Navy P-8 surveillance plane made a seemingly routine flight and dropped a sonar buoy, Hirsch wrote. The signal spread underwater, initially in Nord Stream 2 and then on Nord Stream 1. A few hours later, the high-powered C-4 explosives were triggered and three of the four pipelines were put out of commission. Within a few minutes, pools of methane gas that remained shuttered that remained in the shuttered pipelines could be seen spreading on the water surface and the world learned that something irre irreversible had taken place. Moscow had reportedly accused the West of being behind the explosions which occurred with the executive ergonomic zones Sweden and Denmark that destroyed three of the four pipelines that would make up Nord Stream 1 and 2. A Danish-Swedish report released in October concluded the leaks were caused by underwater explosions corresponding with hundreds of kilograms of explosives but did not identify a suspect. Construction of the Nord Stream 2 pair of pipelines was completed in September 2021 and would have doubted, uh, doubled the amount of cheap gas available in Germany and Western Europe. The project was opposed by Republicans in Washington, never went into operation after Germany pulled off certification days before Russia's invasion of the Ukraine in February 2022. I mean, it all tracks, doesn't it? It just it makes sense that America would blow it up to jack up the prices of gas and uh, natural gas going into Germany. I mean, if they're suckling on the teat of Russia all the time, and then that is suddenly cut off at least to a large extent then they're gonna have to go out and try to get some resources from somewhere else and maybe not be so reliant on russia and that actually have some sort of pushback on russia so they're not so dependent on them but as you can see europe is suffering through the winter people aren't able to heat their homes people are getting um, power turned off they can't afford to pay their bills and it's really really affecting the everyday european person it doesn't affect people who work in parliament or work in the you know high echelons of government because they always have enough money to pay for whatever bill they need and they make sure of that in the immediate aftermath of the pipeline bombing the american media treated it like an unsolved mystery hearst wrote russia was repeatedly called 
repeatedly cited as a likely culprit spurred by the calculated leaks from the White House without ever establishing a clear motive for such an act of self-sabotage, beyond a simple retribution. Russia's foreign ministry on Wednesday called for the US to answer the facts presented by Hirsch's piece. We have repeatedly stated that Russia's position and involvement of the United States and NATO, nothing, uh, noting that they said not to hide it, bragging that the whole world about their intention to destroy the civilian infrastructure through which Europe received Russian energy resources, spokeswoman Maria Zarakova wrote on a telegram. We have also regularly underscored the reluctance of Denmark, Germany and Sweden to conduct an operation investigation and the opposition to Russia's participation in it. And this is despite the fact that our country has suffered huge costs. Now the White House should comment on all these facts. Hirsch, who won awards for reporting on the My Lai massacre during the Vietnam and Abu Ghraib prison scandal in Iraq, has also attracted controversy in recent years. Critics have accused Hirsch of spreading conspiracy theories and relying too heavily on anonymous sources. Now, it's convenient that um, anytime he goes and annoys the government, this uh, Hirsch fella, it uh, comes up to be a conspiracy theory. Like, Abu Ghraib was a conspiracy theory for how many years now? And it just goes to show that in a few years' time that we'll know that this was the US and they'll get away with it. They um, started escalating this war for whatever reasons they have and they're cutting off gas uh natural gas to europe to cause a divide between russia and the rest of europe i mean they're way too dependent on russia anyway in europe and that's not the fault of the everyday european person maybe it is to the extent of who they vote for but they don't deserve to be suffering because of america and their um world policing powers that seem to be really askew and off point at this point i mean it looks like they're pushing for world war three half the time and it's like surely no one wants world war three but i mean with all these balloons flying around getting shot down ufos whatever you want to call them then blowing up Nord Stream two escalating it further and then they're sending tanks into ukraine it makes you wonder who or what is pushing for World War Three, and why they're pushing for this inevitable cataclysm that we're going towards and that we're hurtling towards at this point. The train derailment in Ohio and the subsequent uh, massive chemical explosion, fire and disaster, whatever you want to call it, has left a mushroom cloud flying over the state of Ohio, uh, especially in a village of called uh, East Palestine. Now, uh, on February the 3rd, a train derailed in the village of East Palestine, setting off evacuation orders, a toxic chemical scare, and a federal investigation. In early February, a train carrying toxic chemicals derailed in eastern Ohio, igniting a fire that swept the town of East Palestine in smoke. Fearful of a major explosion, authorities carved out an evacuation zone, then carried out a controlled release of toxic fumes to neutralize burning cargo inside some of the cars. Residents feared for their health as concerns have mounted about the effect of the derailment and the fire in the environment, the transportation network. Here's what we know. What happened around 9pm on February the 3rd, a train derailed in eastern Palestine, Ohio, a village about 4,700 residents, about 50 miles northwest of Pittsburgh. About 50 of the trains, 150 cars ran off the tracks en route to Madison, Illinois, to Conway, PA. The train operated by Norfolk Southern had been carrying chemicals and combustible materials with vinyl chloride, a toxic flammable gas being 
of most concern to investigators. A huge fire erupted from the derailment, sending thick billowing smoke into the sky over the town. Residents on both sides of Ohio-Pennsylvania border were ordered to evacuate as Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio raised alarms about the possible explosion. Local and federal officials started an investigation that involved the National Transport Safety Board and the Environmental Protection Agency. Now, uh, you can see some of the attempts to stop any chemicals getting into waterways there obviously not working because i've seen plenty of footage of animals dying off fish dying off and just the water looking like absolute garbage i don't know whether that's normal for uh this uh this town there but um it looks like a semi-rural town here in america that um should not be having a massive uh mushroom count cloud hovering over it you'd think uh but they thought it would be a good idea to uh blow up or burn off one of the cars that was full of this vinyl chloride and uh i don't think it went too well they're saying that it's done everything that they expected it to do so they expected it to do this they expected all of these chemicals come spewing out and burning off like that i don't see how anyone like i've worked in a mining industry and um you work around massive amounts of toxic chemicals like that, especially like caustic soda, uh, gases, petrol, whatever, oil, crude oil. And under no circumstances would any sort of plan be to blow up that chemical or burn it off. You do not do that in, I've ever known any sort of chemical spill where they decide, okay, we'll just blow it up or we'll burn it off. That's never been in any sort of, I don't know, swims or JHA or whatever you want to do, to take fives, whatever you do with the mines or working out uh, in some uh, conditions like that. You don't just go, oh, well, if all else fails, we'll just blow it up. I mean, what kind of engineer has decided that that's a good idea? I, I don't get it. I don't see where anyone's, anyone's thought about that. That can't have been their first go-to. I mean, blowing up a train carriage full of was it vinyl chlorine it sounds deliberate to me like i mean it's the whole thing sounds deliberate has there been any harm to the environment the derailment has sparked concerns about air soil and water pollution on february 10th the epa said there was about 20 rail cars reported to have been carrying hazardous materials chemicals including vinyl chloride butyl acrylate ethyl ethyl hexyl acrylate and ethylene glycol mon monobutyl that's pretty good. Uh, either were known to have been and continue to be released into the air, surface soil, and water, surface waters, the EPA said on February 12th, the EPA, after monitoring all the air, it had not detected contaminants at levels of concern in and around East Palestine. Although residents still smell, may smell odours, working with Norfolk Southern and Columbia County Emergency Management Agency, the EPA has screened the air inside in about 290 homes on February 13th and said it had not detected vinyl chloride or hydrogen chloride, which can cause life-threatening respiratory issues. In an additional 181 homes are still awaiting screening, the agency said. Fearing, the, fearing an explosion, the authorities held a controlled release of toxic materials from five train car tankers on February 6th, and the contents were diverted to a trench and then burned off. Um, I don't know about you, but any of the footage that you see, is that doesn't look controlled to me. I've working with chemical spills and spills of that nature probably not to this extent but uh 
nowhere has anyone ever thought we'll just burn it off. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No company, like I'm talking like mining, mag, like massive mining companies to BP, to Rio Tinto, to things like that, they don't just burn it off. They have a massive litany of things they have to go through. You clean it up. You suck it up into trucks and then f- drive it off and dispose of it properly. You don't burn it off, especially when it's in the middle of a populated town. Jesus. <sighs> Precautionary measures were taken in the wider region, the West Virginia subsidiary of the American Water, which provides water services in 24 states, said on ter- February 12th it had not detected any changes in the water and it's a higher river intake site, but installed a secondary intake and the river in case an alternate source was needed. The subsidiary, which serves more than half a million people, said it also enhanced its treatment process. Just uh, after the drain, about 1,500 to 2,000 residents in East Palestine were told to evacuate the area. Schools were closed for a week along with some roads. Norfolk Southern said it had donated $25,000 to help American Red Cross set up shelters and deal with the influx of people. On February 6th, Mr. DeWine extended the evacuation order to include anyone in a one-by-two-mile area surrounding East Palestine, including parts of Ohio and Pennsylvania. One of these evacuees, Ben Ratner, told CNN that he had members of his family have been Extras in 2022 movie adaptation of the 1985 Don DeLivo novel White Noise. In that story, a train derails and spills chemicals causing an airborne toxic event that forces the evacuation of a small Midwestern college town. So that was just a dry run, I'm guessing. Are we living in like a reality now or is this is, is movies coming to life or what's going on? Do they just make movies and predict the future or are people getting ideas from it? Like this movie, 2022, a movie adaptation called White Noise, a story that dera- uh, of a train that derails, spills chemical, causing an airborne toxic event that forces an evacuation of small Midwestern college town. And the people who this happened to were extras in that movie like it was about that town it was filmed in that town i'm guessing it was close to anyway on february 8th the governor said the residents were permitted to return home after the air quality samples measured contaminants below levels of concern the east palestine water treatment plant said it had not seen adverse effects yeah we know how good government officials and stuff are looking at uh, adverse effects we know how good they've been. They've got a track record over the last couple of years now that are really fantastic looking at adverse effects and adverse reactions and things like that. Not hiding any data or anything like that too, which is great of them, which is fantastic. Norfolk Southern said it was a statement of its own experts and contractors were testing water from private wells throughout those homeowners were encouraged to use bottled water. Yeah, so they said, no, 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 the water's fine, but use bottled water anyway. Uh, the air's fine, but uh, we're still testing and you're not allowed back into your homes. Uh, evacuation order still in place, but everything's fine. Everything's fine. There has been no reports of injuries or deaths in the derailment, but there have been many questions about how safe the area is on social media. News reports: some residents said that the fish and frogs were dying in local streams, which shared images of dead animals, and said they smelled chemical odors around town. The arrest of a reporter during a news conference about the derailment led to online criticism of the law enforcement response. Residents have complained about headaches and feeling sick since the derailment. A federal lawsuit filed by two Pennsylvania residents seeking a 
forced Norfolk Southern to set up health monitoring for residents of both states, the Associated Press reported, and to pay for related care with those in a 30-mile radius. How long will it take to get back to normal? The EPA informed the Norfolk Southern on uh, February the 10th that it might be responsible for the costs associated with the cleanup. The agency did not offer details about whether the site may be considered completely returned to normal. The NTSB is still investigating the cause of the derailment. The Ohio Environmental Protection Agency is working on an assessment for a remediation plan. Initially, one of the most environmental the most environmental spills, it is difficult to determine the exact amount of material that has been released into the air, water, and soil. James Lee, media relations manager of the EPA Ohio, wrote in an email to CNN. The assessment phase will be, will occur after the emergency is over. Will help to determine the information. Now, if they had any idea, they know exactly how many chemicals are in each carriage. They know exactly what's in each carriage, obviously, so they can get a rough estimate of exactly what's been spilled, what's been burnt. But what the hell is going on? There was a movie made about this in or around this town so at least some of the people that lived in this town were in that movie and um they're arresting reporters for asking questions the mainstream media is basically just ignoring this and using this ufo china balloon uh story that keeps popping up as a distraction maybe could also just be a distraction because apparently in a couple of days the Epstein client list is coming out, which we will not be holding our breath for. We will see. But peace, uh, people in East Palestine uh, here in Ohio are suffering majorly for this catastrophic failure from this company. I don't get, there is no logical explanation for why they would just blow it up or burn it off. You do not burn off toxic chemicals to get rid of them, especially when they they said that oh, they've they've like got all the excess and they've bundled it up. I'm guessing they pushed up some dirt and collected it in a sort of dam or holding area. You clean that shit up with a vac truck and a lot of gear. You don't blow it up and burn it off so you can get the train line moving again. I mean, we had a massive uh, train derailment here in Western Australia, I think it was. Um, it's about a two kilometer long train, I believe, where the driver had got off the train and the train had continued along without him and they had no way to stop the train. So they derailed the train as the last, last ditch effort because obviously it's, it's a lot of money. But that train was only moving um, iron ore and dirt, it's basically just iron-rich dirt. And, you know, it's not gonna cause a catastrophic failure and a catastrophic environmental damage to do that. And this seems to be, this is gonna be something that's gonna be popping up in the news for the next 20 or 30 years. People are gonna be having side effects of conditions or dying off or there'll be some sort of massive compensation thing over it this is just one of those one of those natural oh, man-made disasters that you see documentaries about in about 10 years time and hopefully the people in uh, this little town in ohio uh, get the help they need because this story is not being put out there as much as you think like i don't know how much coverage they're doing um here in australia this is basically none fair enough it's on the other side of the world but in america there's people don't even know what's happening and they've basically just 
let off a chemical nuclear weapon in this small town and just decimated the area with massive amounts of birds, animals and fish dying off. And it's polluting the atmosphere. Where are all the greenies when this is happening? There's no greenies tying themselves to train tracks there, is there? The media's shutting it down. They're arresting people, asking questions. It does not look good. Like this company that has done this, uh, they must have some control over the whole situation. They're really putting a bloody uh, putting a bloody stop to anything getting out about it. And uh, it's it's shocking that these massive companies and that can get away with this detonating that amount of chemical in a small town. I mean, you can see just by that screenshot there that that is really close to residence. I mean, a massive waterway just there. That's insane that they could even possibly think of lighting it on fire and setting it off. What were they hiding? What were they, were they transporting something they weren't allowed to be and they blew it up or burned it off to get rid of it? Who knows? But, um, I wouldn't trust any of these, uh, any of these people saying that it's all clean and, uh, safe to go back home or any of that crap because you don't just walk into a place and smell chlorine and oh no 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 it's safe it's it's fine there's no you might just smell it if you can smell it it's still in the friggin air isn't it so hopefully it's that these people get back to their homes and hopefully everyone's all right but this is a massive disaster and i would love to see what the hell the federal government's going to be doing about it Thanks for watching. I'll see you guys in another episode of Crossing the Line. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Leave a comment down below, and I'll see you guys in the next video.